0: This is a download from MFR
1: (laughs) The Ross County Fan Zone on MFR with Ian Ald.
0: Hello and welcome to the Ross County Fan Zone on MFR On this week's show we'll celebrate clinching a top 6 finish ahead of the final post-split game away to Hearts We'll talk about contract talks and welcome new boy Paul Gallagher In the company of some Staggies, John Maxwell and Scott Taylor Guys, it's been a while since we last spoke Just before the derby I don't know if you want to speak about that We'll move on swiftly Yeah, we can skip that one um, Celebrating top six Because it was clinched this week With St Johnstone drawing with uh, Dundee United mm-hmm. On Monday night uh, and, and Ross County now will be a top six club What a fantastic achievement, Scott
1: Yeah, it's it's always an odd feeling when you're cheering a team you don't support when they score, especially two minutes in injury time. So, I was obviously delighted uh, when say Johnson scored uh, on Monday, and yeah, f- to get top six the first season is a re- remarkable achievement, and a lot of credit has to go to Derek Adams. Um, for me, it's man management, man management skills. Um, he's taken a group of players who've been, you know, rejected, you know, by Premier League teams. Mm-hmm he's taken them in and you know, he's installed a belief into them that they're capable of um, competing at the top level in Scotland um, so I'd be delighted if Derek along with the rest of the players are able to sign up uh, be signed up for the next year or two we'll see how long they get offered I think Derek's been offered a, a two year deal uh, possibly um, he's still so, got a year left as well. he's still got a year left um, chances are I'd imagine Roy McGregor will, It'll keep it the same as same as it usually keeps, uh, which is the one year deals. Because you just never know how things are going to pan out in the future. You know whether you know, especially with all the talk of reconstruction and uh, um, SPL two, whatever is Yeah, there's there's going to be you know certainly contract negotiations will be carrying on for the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, interesting as well because in that time period, John, we had the rumor of Aberdeen, which has now finally gone away with Derek McInnes going.
1: Wow, it has been
2: a long time, hasn't it? That feels like <laughs> yeah. so long ago now. And uh, I, th- I think a few of us really thought that Adams might have gone. I, I, I was certainly one, uh, and I was I, I used to get nods across the desk in in this particular show as well. <laughs> uh, so that was from Ross. Yeah, that was from Ross. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's it's great to see that that he's. A, looking for the for the perfect job for him and, and B he's shown some commitment to Ross County at the moment because there is unfinished business county can still do a lot more than they currently are as great as everything's been Adams can can really make himself uh, one of the prove himself to be one of the best managers in Scotland um if he stays at the club in the next couple of years
0: last Saturday they, they, they lost to Kilmarnock. um a game that you both were at a real chance there to to clinch top six, obviously as we know. St Johnston's
1: result helped that. Um, Scott, a few boos after the game. Yeah, I, th- I think the dizzying heights of top six and fourth place has kind of probably got to some of the fans' heads. You know, uh, hearing some of the verbal abuse that was directed at Derek Adams at the team on Saturday. Um, you know, which was completely uncalled for. I mean, county have played worse and you know won games. So I don't think the the criticism that was aimed at Derek was merited. Um, I, you know, I just felt the negativity just didn't help. Um, you know, you need to put these things in perspective. Two years ago, you know, we were one game away from a second division playoff. You know, and now we're what six points off uh, challenging for a place in Europe. I just think that you know fans, like I say, need to get a sense of perspective um, because the negativity on Saturday was certainly not called for I know the referee came in for a bit of criticism and Mm -hmm. I think there were boos at the end Um, I think they were mostly aimed at the ref but I think there were one or two who obviously seem to bear grudges against certain people whether it's the manager or whether it's certain players but really it's not, not called for and I think people need to get a sense of perspective of where we are now because you know, playing the top six if you'd asked me at the start of the season uh, you know, it would have been you know unbelievable
0: I've got a funny feeling this man come in here with that speech that he said and he's just delivered it and rightly so as well <laughs> I was at Easter Road I, I didn't know about the the boos after the game I was quite shocked when you, when you came in to, to tell me about it um, I was at Easter Road as I say and I can understand Hibs fans booing their team off the park being at a big club like Hibs losing out in a place in the top six losing to a club they would consider a much smaller club in Cali Thistle yeah I could understand if, if High bees wanted to boo
1: yeah because I know you have obviously seen Cali Thistle as well have you know, had their Shade of boo boys and Teddy Butcher's obviously been quite vocal. Mm-hmm. And we've obviously seen the pictures of him, and you know, Derek. I, I was reading that Derek was at the Player of the Year awards at in Inverness uh, at the weekend, and obviously talked about it when he was receiving his um, uh, achievement award. Uh, so obviously, you know, people shout things um, without thinking that it's actually going to affect you know you know people uh, like Derek Adams, and but they obviously take it to heart and. You know if if they're getting criticized when they're playing in the top six, then what what else are they gonna do? You know what else do they have to do to prove to these people? I suppose Jordan one way it, it kinda is a compliment
0: because the supporters are now recognizing that the standards set by Derek and his team, and they're very high standards, yeah, but at the same time, it's reckless because
2: it might have a a negative effect on the players who might wonder. What what are we doing if, if this isn't good enough for us? I think Callie Thistle uh, have suffered from it as well uh, with with their supporters in terms of attendance and so- booze going around the stadium. When when C- C- Callie have been in the top six for most of the season now, it, it's a ridiculous what people's perspectives are on it. Uh, Looking at the match itself, I, I I think I think he can be constructive in some criticism, in as much as um, I, I I think there were too many centre forwards on the pitch, mm-hmm. um, and they and they went too direct too early on. I think they could have still carved chances, uh, or, or created chances in the, in the in the normal way before before going like that. But it's the SPL and Kilmarnock are a decent team. You're going to lose games at home. We lost to St. Johnston earlier in the season, two-one at home. When when county did everything but beat them, really, in in terms of the scoreline, it just happens. You just got to live with it. And here we are in the top six. <laughs> so you know, life can't get much better as a football supporter.
0: Yeah, let's um, yeah, let's be honest about it. Top six is you know Scott said it's a dream at the start of the season. Derek's always maintained that he, he wants to, to stay in the espion and, and, and fighting relegation and finishing 11th was very much the target, but now it's all about the top
1: six. Um, Do we stop there? I don't see why not. I mean, there's obviously the gap now, five points between us and uh, Cali Thistle. So, But you just never know. The fact that because we're going to the split, everyone's playing each other, essentially. So, you know, one result here or there. Um, I think the, the the target is you're probably looking at trying to catch Cali Thistle. I think Motherwell are just slightly far ahead for us to catch. Um, but although as the seasons progressed, you know the targets have changed, and from being you know from eleventh place being the ideal finish, um, they they've had to put the contract talks to one side while they concentrated on trying to get into the top six. So now that that's happened, uh, we can look towards next season, you know, look at getting guys signed up, but there's still six games to go now so we still want, we don't want to see the season, you know, kind of just better out you know, the last couple of results have obviously been disappointing, but I think now that the pressure's off, now that they're in the top six, I think um, we should see, you know should hopefully see them pick out a couple of wins uh, hopefully starting against Hearts on Saturday.
2: I think as Scott alludes to them. Um every match from now on is going to be a, a playoff against all the other teams so we there's hearts on on saturday which is uh, against a, a bottom six team now. but fr- from that point onwards uh, you you've got to look at every match as a one off match to try and to try and beat them maybe celtic accepted because yours ex- you never expect a, a win and anything else as a bonus really um if, if you look at the, the, the trend of the form over the, the course of the season, Ross County, I think, are second to, to Motherwell with form against the top six sides, the other top six sides. And if you kind of extrapolate that um, o- over the course of the, the five games that are remaining, then, then County would probably get about seven points. Cali, on their form, might get about six points. So um, I think County, on that Form and on that trend might just be too far away from Cali to, to overtake the, the five point deficit now but um, we've still got another weekend of football to go before before the the, the split actually takes effect so we'll
1: see what happens yeah and need to see what the fixtures are because uh, there's a few away games in there yeah uh, certainly um, just depends I know from looking at the previous Premier League seasons um I think they do try and even it out, Mm. but it could be the case that... It's definitely up
0: to Celtic Park, I think Rugby Park
1: as well. Well, um, currently I think the only home tie we're scheduled, if you want to put it that way, is Mm -hmm. Cali Thistle. Mm -hmm. But I I reckon, given previous experience of um, looking at the fixtures, They'll probably end up have we a team will be disappointed to have to travel up the A9 again. I've got a strange suspicion. I was going to say it's uh, probably possibly going to be Kenny Shields. He's going to be disappointed because no, I, I, wait for that because put, put it this way, um, I think Cali have played Kilmarnock twice at home as well. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens with that though. That's that's up to the fixture schedules schedulers. Good luck to him, whoever <laughs> yeah, he may be, yeah.
0: because Kenny Shields will be gunning for him if he <laughs> has two trips to the islands. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Callie Thistle, of course, also finished in the top six for the first time. It's taken them a few years. Is Ross County's achievement bigger, John? Debut season, <laughs> top six.
2: Oh, you put me on the spot there. <laughs> I, is it a bit bigger achievement? I think it would be if they get to Europe, um, but they've they've they've, had, they've It's difficult to compare because Callie have have had a few years to build their squad. Mm. Um, if they finish in third place and, and can't even finish anywhere below that, then you've got to say that, that Cali's achievement is probably better. Um, but they you would you would guess that they had a bigger budget and they had a more settled squad, um, with with guys who d- despite a mediocre season last season was still good enough. Um I I would, I would still think that, that Derek Adams would be a favourite for Manager of the Year, even if he finishes fourth place.
0: Oh, don't worry. I'll ask the same question to the <laughs> Cali Thistle guys, just uh, for fairness of of interest. There, uh, John, you were worried. It uh, started this week on Twitter about contract talks, as uh, Scott mentioned earlier on. A lot of talk over the bridge. Teddy Butcher seems to have snapped up a lot of his players. No contract news as yet from Victoria Park.
2: We're we're hoping that
0: there
2: there's a lot of action going on as we speak. Hopefully. Hopefully, we certainly want. I think I can speak for Scott as well that we want to see the majority of the squad signed up again. And if if you if De- Derek Adams, you, you wouldn't, you can never predict an individual. But if you look at what he did last season and he was loyal to um, last season's squad and winning the first division and he offered every member of the playing staff a new contract, I wouldn't be surprised if he did the, just the same thing again.
1: Yeah, you look at last summer. Um getting promoted to the Premier League and we've obviously kept the majority of the squad Um, but it seemed to take you know, it it seemed to be every sort of week and a player would sign up you know, would agree an extension Um, so whether that happens this time round um, I'd imagine if we are going to be signing up players we'll have it done before the end of the season Uh, and like last summer when it seemed to kind of go on through the summer um, you know, negotiating contracts with uh, current players and then also bringing in individuals um, we'll see it'll, hopefully it'll get resolved sooner rather than later at least it puts your mind at ease uh, towards looking towards next season
2: i would, I would hope as, as scott says that they sign them up sooner rather than later because the difference between this season and last season is that um, county stock is a lot higher and the, the player stock will be a lot higher Um you Britain's already signed for Saint Johnson, so he's out of the equation now. But Rocco Quinn uh, has been probably the most improved player in the squad. He he could sign for any any team. I'm a huge fan of Paul Lawson. Um, uh, there are so many uh, the fullbacks, economy and Kovacevic. They they're better than any of the bottom six clubs in the league at the moment, in my opinion. Um, you could go through the squads. Ketwals just uh, he's indefatigable with his. With, with the relentless pressing and, and his endurance uh, he'd be an asset to any other team um, uh, I just hope that they all get signed up again
0: Derek definitely has a a good a great 11 there um, you know guys like Ivan Sproul who has another year to run on his contract as well he has fringe players and I use the term loosely because lately Stuart Kettle, who has been awesome has been a fringe player Stephen Walfour, Gary Glenn Derek has definitely a, a good nucleus of, of a, a squad there. You know, if he signs him up, he just needs to tinker with that in the summer.
1: Yeah, th- there's obviously going to be a lot of players who are being disappointed this season not to get regular games. Um, so whether they want to stay on for another year or whether they want to try their luck somewhere else remains to be seen. Um, he will... I think there will be players coming in, in the summer. Uh, whether Derek will have an idea of who you know, who who he'll let go. Mm. Um whether he's got an idea just now it's hard to say. But I think he's talked about it, especially towards the start of the season, he talked about the fact that it's the under twenty one ruling on the bench which kind of restricts his options. Um and that was what I was wondering on Saturday against Komarnik when he was playing with four strikers um after he took Paul Lawson off, whether it was injury forced or what, um he was kind of restricted to a you know, his options on the bench. So, whether he'll, when he goes to bring in new players, whether he'll look at, you know, younger, like I you say, under 21 players, that might be an option.
0: Yeah, when we look at the, the squad as well, we haven't seen much of Andre Haino, for example. Glimpses of, of Stefan Walfart, um, Branislav Majic as well. You know, guys we haven't really seen much of. Perhaps they, you know, could come in and almost be like new signings. John,
2: I, I, I'm fascinated to see how uh, Andre Annot will do. I think he will be a quality player, but it's just shifting either one of Manure or Boyd. I th- I think both will get signed up. I hope both are signed up for next season. Um <laughs> yes. but, but they, 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 they they make they make such a they're such a good partnership. And if you if you take one out, then it it might make the other defender look not as good when they're having to to. Cover for a new defender who's trying to learn a new defensive system in a, you know, in a, in a in a live test, so to speak.
1: I mean, we were talking earlier on about targets now that uh-huh. we're in the top six. I just wonder if you know, for example, Europe, if that you know goes out of the equation, if the the gap you know gets too large for us to catch up. I wonder whether Derek would. You know, bring in some of the fringe players just to get give them a bit of experience of playing in the Premier League, mm-hmm. with a view, you know, to keep them on for next season, and at least it gives them the chance, like say, you know, to you know experience it.
0: When we talk about new signings, there has been one this week. Paul Gallagher has joined after being made redundant by Dunfermline. Mark Brown, of course, is out injured. You know, provide cover uh, for Michael Fraser. Uh, Paul Gallagher, do you see him sticking around for much longer than the, the end of the season, John?
2: um i if he gets offered a contract i think he might depends on his family situation he he'll, he'll have been based uh, in the, the South Fife for edinburgh region for for quite a while now and i'm guessing he's got a family i don't know um but if he does then he'll probably find the next few weeks quite tough coming up when when i, I can't imagine you would have uprooted this whole family in the short term um I, I hope he is he's a, he's a sound goalkeeper if he can stay injury free then he'll so he'll pr- provide a, a keen challenge to the other goalkeepers in the squad
1: yeah certainly the Dunfermline fans speak highly mm. of him I yep. think if it wasn't for the injury he picked up last season um, I think a lot of Dunfermline fans have said that he was might have been the difference between them staying up and getting relegated um, certainly you know, he's picked up. A, I did my research, and he picked up my the Player of the Month award for the start of last season. Mm-hmm. So I think he saved a couple of penalties. But uh, yeah, um, you know, it's good that we've gotten brought in a bit of experience. Because if Michael Fraser comes injured, then you're relying on rookies uh, at the top level in Scotland. You know, it can, you know, uh, what's the expression? <laughs> Of course okay, you we'll, could forget about uh,
0: Chris Smith as well When you talk yeah. about Paul Gallagher mm-hmm. being injured Chris Smith, the exton domferman goalkeeper Now there was a goalkeeper <laughs> If ever I saw one Let's talk about football Because County are playing on Saturday Away to Hearts Top 6 sealed up um, The guys aren't about to down tools just yet John, they'll keep going
2: Yeah, well they've they've, they've got Carly thistle to chase still um, yeah. I... Uh, uh, Derek Adams won't settle for 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 a holiday now. I don't think. Um, I, I think Hearts are there for the taking. They're I know they lost at the weekend. Hearts is away form is tragic. They've only won one game. They and although they've won six games at home, and I think that's second only to Celtic in the table. Uh, they've also, I think they've they've lost the most home games as well, and they've only drawn three times. So I think they're there for the taking. Looking at the highlights from the weekends to no loss to Aberdeen, them I think I think they're there are lots of opportunities to attack and if Ian Fagers and Ivan Sproul are playing together and they, they combine really well the team's just set up perfectly for them at the moment um, I think they could cause some real damage in, in particular them, Hearts are playing a, 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 a quite a young left back Kevin McCarty at the moment and um, he looked out of sorts at the weekend, Johnny Hayes was, was getting through balls played into but behind the defence and it was causing all sorts of havoc and I think that set up the first goal and there's a lot of space right in front of the, the, the two heart centre backs at the moment as well, I, I don't think uh, Tapping is protecting them as much as well as he could Um, but they've got an experience in in those areas that, that Kenty can exploit and there's no be, better duo in SPL at the moment in terms of form than Ian Vigers drifting in off the left to play three balls into Ivan Sproul Sproul cutting in from the right.
0: And can I just say thank you as well for putting the boot into my beloved (laughs) jambos and making me feel even worse after the season we've had. Um, The game's all been pretty tight, Scott, uh, between the two this season. Two draws, two Mm -hmm. late equalisers. Of course, one for John Sutton when County perhaps might have have, have nicked a win at Tynecastle. But uh, Ian Vigers popping up to serve up some medicine.
1: Yeah, the the ban at Tynecastle was with pretty much the last kick of the game. I always call it the last kick of the game, even though they've still got to take the kick okay. off, and then the ref just blows his whistle. So, yeah, I think uh, after the the, the game and the game in Dingwall, um Hearts probably felt unlucky not to have you know got away with a point. I don't think Kenny didn't play brilliantly at Tynecastle. It was one of these games, and I think. Um, Yeah, we kind of huffed and puffed a bit. It took a while to get going the first half. Yeah, second half, um, I think the penalty kind of came out of nowhere, and obviously Richie Britton slotted it away. And then we got the second goal through Kettlewell, um, and it just seemed to be a barrage from Hearts towards the end. I mean, the sad thing was the Hearts fans actually were leaving a quarter of an hour to go. Um, As soon as Kettlewell scored, they all got up sticks and left, and I remember. In in the pub afterwards, overheating some of the Hearts fans, saying that County were the worst team they'd seen <laughs> so far this season, and <laughs> not not to criticise Dundee too much, but I mean they'd Dundee had obviously beaten them uh, earlier in the season, so uh, but I mean you know Hearts. But those were lucky wins though. Well, <laughs> I think they were Dundee's only ones actually. But there you go. I try not to trod on your your team anymore, <laughs> uh, but no uh, Hearts. Although they're in the bottom half, you know, people might think, well, they're not going to get relegated. There's not really much for them to play for, but there's obviously the, you know, Edinburgh derby. Possibly depends on uh, how the f- results go at the weekend. You know, where Hibs have an outside chance of qualifying for the top six. But so I think, yeah, Hearts all have their eyes focused on, you know, catching Hibs.
0: And really incredible as well when you look at it because you've got possibility a possibility of having the two Edinburgh clubs. And the two Dundee clubs in the bottom six. And the two Highland clubs. Well,
1: that's the only derby and, the, and top the top six would be the Highland derby. So
0: Indeed. Gary Locke and Derek Adams, two of the youngest managers in the SPL, face off against each other. And again, it's a it's a compliment to Derek Adams because I had to double-check his age. Obviously, Gary Locke finished playing it a few years ago and he went into coaching and now he's a manager. He's 37, so is Derek Derek seems to be around have been around for, for quite a while now he's been so successful in his managerial career and uh, yeah I had, to, I had to double check as I say but uh, for two guys who are the well there's only I think nine days separate them um, it's quite incredible well David Beckham was on the pitch for PSG
2: and yeah. he's 37 <laughs> uh, and, and, and he held his own against Barcelona so so there are players at that age still playing and um, it's remarkable that, that, that he, he's done as much as he has ha, done in, in management so far uh, he would have been 32 when he took on the, the Ross County mm. manager's job in 2007, six years ago yeah that makes sense um, so um,
0: I, can't, I can't praise him enough really How do we see this one going at Tyne Castle? Uh, on Saturday? Normally,
1: normally I'm Quite pessimistic about games, uh, but to be honest, I think this is one for county to, you know, to get three points from. I think, uh, yeah, the, the, at this stage of the season, although, you know, you know, county have achieved their objective of getting the top six. Now, I don't think they're going to take the foot off the gas, and I think they're going to want to go down to Tain Castle and. Uh, like I was saying earlier, with the parts fans claiming they were, we were the worst team they'd seen, I think we'll hopefully go down there and you know, kind of show them he's to- the top six team and he's <laughs> not.
0: Just rub it in even more, thanks, Scott. <laughs> uh, John, how do you see this one going? Um, I I predict
2: one nil to Ross County, but I, I'm very concerned about Michael Ngu because he seems to not have an indifferent game, he either has a terrible <laughs> game or a terrific game and he had a terrific game in, in Dingwall when he was up, when he when he de, pushed over Scott Boyd as if he wasn't there. Um, that, that's absolutely frightening when, when Ngu get, turns with the ball and he can sort of charge towards the opposing goal. Um, uh, him and Sutton aren't really much of a forward partnership though, so it depends on how they supply Ngu. Um, I, th-
0: I think uh, I think County
2: will do just enough, though.
0: I saw a great tweet about Michael and Goo a few weeks ago, um, with a, about a kid controlling his legs with a, a remote control because he does run like a, a robot out of control at some uh, sometimes. But yeah, I totally agree with that one because Scott Boyd and Graham Monroe, he made them yeah. look yeah. Uh, quite uh, <laughs> quite easy uh, up in Dingwall. so a play they'll have to stop. John Sutton's there as well. I, I think County should have it in the bag
1: uh, well I think the height advantage that, well I would you call it advantage Shadowed off uh, the heights between Grant Monroe and Scott Boyd compared to Angu mm-hmm. on setting but I think it probably will be a bit of an aerial battle um, um, on Saturday um, hopefully the county will have enough quality in midfield um, to get the three points I
2: think I think that Boyd and Monroe together learned a lot and um, in the St Mirren game when they lost five four because St Mirren won that match because they paired Stephen Thompson and Sam Parkin up together mm-hmm. and they're they're absolute monsters playing together and they uh, but but since then County have learned to, to to not focus on on winning the first ball it's, it's all about getting the second ball when it, when the ball's knocked down and when it's bouncing and County did really well against Inghu uh, when Inghu's back, back was facing the goal and he couldn't turn round but if if Hearts supply Ingu with through balls and they give him space to, to run into and to gather a little bit of momentum then he's just unstoppable
0: Live commentary of Hearts versus Ross County this Saturday from 12pm on MFR2 Super Scoreboard Live hopefully we'll be joined by Ross County goalkeeper Mark Brown and making his commentary debut this weekend with the sheepskin jacket are very on John Maxwell. You looking forward to it, John? Uh, <laughs> hopefully yes. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Scott, you feel better now. You've got your rant off your
1: chest as well. Oh, I could have been here for another half an hour, but I think uh, that's look, on the
0: extra podcast. You yeah, extra that'll, be pod- the, that'll be on the
1: second part. But <laughs> so, you know, let's let's just you know celebrate. You know, top six. Um, let's have no more negativity. Let's be positive. Let's
0: Excellent. Look forward. Good stuff. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week on the Ross County Fan Zone on MFR.